Disclaimer, I do not own any of the characters, nor do I own any of the series. These are all owned by specifically their companies and their publishers. Please support their future releases, and please enjoy your listen. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Fighting Game Podcast. I'm your host, Dryden Perez, and today we are doing our other special anniversary episode. I am super sorry that I couldn't do one last week, even though I said I would promise to. I was just not feeling it that week. I was also uh, knees deep in work, and yeah, I just couldn't think of a good episode to do on such a short rush, so I just decided to not do it just in general, just so I wouldn't have a rushed episode come out um but in the meantime i was able to still do this so i hope this holds over um the uh special i didn't get to do and i'm super sorry for not um doing that special but anyway uh let's just move right on into it and we're we are going to be talking about how fighting games have evolved from gameplay to story now um it may not be common knowledge nowadays but basically um at the start of fighting game infancy there was no story mode to any fighting game all there was was just usually arcade and versus and options that was basically all fighting games had back in the day mainly because it was just for gameplay you didn't want to go into the game because of the story it was the characters and how the game felt that's what um developers wanted to get set done they wanted to have the game feel good and they wanted the characters to be like oh hey that's a cool character and just kind of like you playing the character and all that basically they wanted memorable characters and memorable gameplay which granted back in the day a lot of companies succeeded and a lot of companies was just trying to piggyback off of it um so story was never really an option until like later later not only that but also um story mode for some games are basically just arcade mode which even then it wasn't still a full-on story story and that's what i've decided to do today basically i'm gonna try i tried and looked through every single fighting game i could to see if it had a story mode or not and luckily when i was doing research for this a lot of responses came up for this now granted i'm not going to talk about a lot of the recent stuff aside from the indie stuff um, but a lot of like mainline series, I'm just kind of going to go brush aside because at that point we already know, but, um, I'll tell you specifically, at least when, uh, fighting games at least had a story mode that was like, okay, specifically a story mode that we can use. But back in the day, it was kind of an anomaly because there was basically nothing like that. If a fighting game had a story, it was like, wow, they actually had a story. Um, I'm not going to talk about games that had an overarching story, because basically it was like from game to game to game they followed the same story but there was like no canonical thing in the game that told you oh yeah this was specifically what we're going with either that was either for like next game if they had um the ability to make another game after the first game did so well the best example i can give for this is mortal kombat where the timeline was basically so consistent throughout that they basically just like said okay yeah no that happened but we're gonna pick and but we're gonna pick and choose what stayed and what went. Um, so again, Mortal Kombat's like one of those. Again, it's just one of those franchises that did a really good job with its story and just kind of really stayed consistent, more or less. 
uh, throughout everything that Mortal Kombat's done. So at that point, I kind of just give Mortal Kombat that. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's oh, there's overarching stories um, that basically all game developers just kind of went through. Mortal Kombat, again, being the best example, basically just saying like, okay, here's the story. Um, this is what happened. We pick and choose what happened, or at least we pick and choose the winner, and then we go off of that. But we're still going off the um, first game's plot and just evolving it. And like I said, Mortal Kombat just did that a lot better. Um, but anyway, I suppose we should move on and just jump right into the first ever fighting game with a story. So let's move on right into that. And here we are, jumping right into it. We're starting with the first ever fighting game that had a legitimate story, The Art of Fighting, that came out back in 1992. And this was actually a cool story mode. I actually got to play it and finished it. And, uh, oh boy, this was a hard game. But I suppose I'll shave that for when I do the um, Art of Fighting um, actual on this podcast. But anyway... Um, so the art of fighting is known to be the first fighting game that, or the first one that I found that had the first um, fighting game story mode in it. So basically, you get the choice between verses or um, story, and it actually says story. So yeah, you pick story, and you choose between Rio and Robert, uh, two friends who basically try to find Rio's sister. Um, and granted, that's just how the first game overall goes. And it's just basically, you only get to choose between Rio and Robert, and you take them and fight around the entire city and trying to find um, Rio's sister. Uh, granted, it's a simple plot, not only that, but it's not too... Well, actually, no, it actually is quite cinematic, because uh, it... <laughs> Again, this is back in the day, but production value wasn't too high, because it, it goes to the fight, and then cut to the portraits, and then they're talking... I mean, granted, for back in the day, especially in 1992, this is some really, like, wow, interesting stuff. So, um, granted, I give it props there. Uh, the next one I have on my list is the T uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters, which came out in 1993. And I put all three of them down here, because all three of them had different stories. The NES version, the SNES version, and the Sega Genesis. They all had different versions of their own plot. And granted, that made them all different, along with um, different characters too, because the SNES, because the um, NES one, basically Sh Shredder sends out a um, fight request for the turtles, and they all decide who's going to go fight Shredder. Uh, the uh, Super Nintendo version is basically strong warriors are ga are gathering. Shredder joins, and Splinter says, "Hey, join the tournament to stop Shredder, but I also want to see how you guys train." Or how your guys' training is coming along. So they all fight together. Um, and then the Sega Genesis one is basically um, Krang kidnaps um, Splinter and all the turtles go to rescue him. Again, this is all simple stuff. And granted, uh, and granted, all these have their own specific story. Which again is super, super cool and is also like, okay, it's reason enough to why you would buy all three of them. However, we are getting all three of these games in the uh, TMNT Cowabunga collection, so that's going to be fun to look forward to. Um, but yeah, overall, um, this they were simple stories, not only that, but they just went in the flat-out arcade mode. But um, hey, uh, you just get the choice between which turtle you wanted to use, and that would just determine how it would go. Um, anyway, up next is a um, 
definitely a uh, weird pick that I wouldn't expect. And it's basically Weapon Lord, uh, which came out in 1995. So basically the story of this game, uh, there was a demon spirit who entered a dying mercenary, and they basically found the region called Demon Lord Wraith. And then a shaman told him that uh, someone was going to kill him called a Weapon Lord. Uh, basically he's like, okay, yeah, I'll fight him in combat. Uh, spoiler alert, um, he he gets overthrown by uh, Zerok, and he holds a tournament to basically find out and slash destroy the lep the weapon lord hence the title of the game yeah funny enough um this had a story mode um surprisingly <laughs> it had a story mode but it basically still falls into like the arcade mode of stuff granted not like um art of fighting where it actually had like some cinematics even for back in the day um, TMNT and Weapon Lord didn't really have all that aside from like it's the aside from like the beginning intro. But aside from that, that's just kind of basically it. That's just kind of how the cookie crumbles. Um, another one is going to be also like a really like wow pick: the uh, Justice League Task Force 1995. Granted, I guess this is kind of as cinematic as it gets for this one. Um, basically, Darkseid plans war against Earth, and then the Justice League tries to unite the Justice League and try to find everyone. But it turns out they're all evil clones, and then they fight um, Cheetah and Despero, and they basically take you whichever justice league member you've chosen to the um dark side fight and they all fight well no first you fight your android and then you fight dark side but aside from that that was basically the plot um but anyway um it was kind of cinematic it was basically just a portrait of them like turned on their side um and it was like it was like just just a dramatic pose like turned to the side and then just dialogue scrolls up with a slight background um granted is isn't really cinematic but eh, that's just kind of as best as we that's just the best they got um anyway up next uh we have jojo's bizarre adventure uh heritage for the future 1998 so specifically this is for the ps1 version of the game it was a ps1 exclusive the dreamcast didn't do this so it had a full-blown story mode to this game and i mean full-blown story mode Granted, it still it was still kind of felt like an arcade, but granted, there was cutscenes in the middle of everything. There were mini game, there were like slight mini games where you had to fight everyone. Um, granted, like it gave like the full entire story beat by beat for part three. Um, so you just have if you have the PS one version of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Heritage for the Future, you just have the full on um part three right there like you just immediately have part three that you can just plug in and play it yourself instead of just watching it uh but yeah no it it was super cool just seeing the entirety of part three just like on a ps1 disc and the reason why people don't get this one aside from the dreamcast version is because the dreamcast version just plays a little better the ps1 is just um meh like, it wasn't the greatest running it but um hey uh the ps1 story mode exclusive i'd say is like wow not only that but trying to, but finding that one is also very interesting to find out um up next we have the first ever mortal Kombat game that had this story 
uh, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, which came back out in 2004. Uh, basically, what this had was Conquest Mode, uh, which was basically you got to play as Shujinko and travel the realms and try to find um, relics called Kamidogus. And basically, this was like a timeline thing where you go... It was like different time periods and whatnot, or no. Basically, you got to travel throughout like the entire Mortal Kombat realms, and then it was just basically Shujinko just kind of growing up in between that while just trying to find all the Shujinkos while kind of watching events unfold or just kind of being oblivious to, like, what events happened. But um, aside from that, this was the first ever Mortal Kombat story that they've... Well, at least story mode that they've ever done. And this was in early PS2 era. Um, not only that, but even later, uh, Mortal Kombat um, Armageddon also had its full-on story mode to it, too. Mortal Kombat Armageddon also had its full-on story mode with it. So, um, that was the second Mortal Kombat game that actually had, um, a full-on story mode. And it was from Deadly Alliance, um, where basically every single Mortal Kombat game that has come out since has had a cinematic story. Um... Even uh, Armageddon with um, Conquest mode, um, basically it was just that whole game's events unfolding too, and that was just basically the main story of that. Um, and then we move on to um, the PS3 era, which Tekken 6, which had the um, Lars and Alicia scenario mode for both um, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And then we have the Blaze Blue series starting back in 2008 uh, with Calamity Trigger, with having its full blow, which having its full blown story mode. Uh, basically, it acting kind of like a visual novel with some fights in there, which is still pretty cool. And then we have MK9, which was the reboot of the entire series, which came back at, which came back in 2011, and it was basically a summarization of. Um, the first three Mortal Kombat games, but also with some slight changes to the events. Um, and then it was from this point forward when the PS3 and 360 era came out where fighting games actually started to have a story and just would have a story mode. So it was at this point where just like story modes was like, yep, we're going to have them. Um, as like, for instance, I just wrote down all the ones I could think of. Um, Undernight, uh, Persona 4 Arena and Ultimax, uh, Soul Calibur 6, having story mode, both in Justice 1 and 2, the Mortal Kombat series being MKX and Eleven, uh, the Guilty Gear series, with it starting with, I believe, Rev, where they all had a full-on story mode too, Street Fighter V being the first Street Fighter game in the series to actually have a full dedicated story mode, same thing with Seven also having a dedicated story mode, well, aside from Six, and then Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which also decided to do, hey, we're going to do a story. Again, kind of better for worse. But, hey, we're not at the Marvel vs. Capcom series yet. I'll talk about it when we get to it. Um, but, yeah, it was very clear that a lot of games, at least a lot of um, fighting games, n didn't really need to have a story. But they wanted to have a story mode just so they could have uh, more fans settle in and just so they can play the story and just kind of, like, kind of see where the plot will unfold not aside from just having it be on the sidelines, being like, oh, okay, if you want to know what happened, you're going to have to look at some very specific thing. Um, not only that, but another reason why fighting game stories were so hard to do is basically because if it was a tournament arc, 
like a lot of old fighting games, you'd be there for quite a while because you would have to go beat by beat by beat on what happened. They basically have to make a play-by-play and who fought who. And doing that stuff is like, yikes, is super hard. Which is why Mortal Kombat were kind of like the kings of doing this. Um, But then again, when this entire thing kind of just went in and crashed, where like every single fighting game had a story... I mean, granted, even Injustice did play-by-plays, which was, like, really, really good for their stories. Um, And, yeah, for every single fighting game that... For every single fighting game story that did do a play-by-play, did a really good job about it. Because it was just like, oh, okay, so we know what happens, because this event goes into this event. And then the fights, we could have it this to this. I don't know. Um, Trying to make a fighting game story make sense is also very hard because it's like, yikes, Uh, trying to link up all the events and just like who fought who, aside from it getting like up in the air. Uh, This is why Street Fighter, even when I said um, back in my old Street Fighter videos and why I had to keep events kind of so vague was because a lot of the time Capcom just left the fights up to the imagination. It was like, okay, well, here's what happened. Here's the beginning and end. And the middle is like, well, who knows what happened? Um, So, yeah, that's why everything there was just kind of so vague. Um, But, yeah, anyway, um, for story modes, for fighting games, for better or worse, it was clear to um, the fighting game developers that it was very much so that almost every single fighting game needed to have a story just so they can have an enjoyable experience and just watching, like, the cinematics of, like, all the fighting games that they have made or just, like, the cinematics of the fighting game itself and just kind of, like, evolving and just watching how the story would unfold aside from just seeing it in the background. Um, And then there is a few others that I have up here. Uh, Back in 2018, Dragon Ball Fighters came out with three stories, all of them kind of acting the same but all just kind of, like, leading up to the same thing. Uh, So you have heroes, villains, and android story. Basically, you would possess um, someone on either side, and then you all would basically go up until the end to where you have to fight um, the main villain. Um, Up next, we had Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, which came out 2020, with RPG mode, which, again, had its full-blown story. Granted, it had its fights, but it was also, like, you can have a friend come with you, and then basically play two separate characters, and then just fight monsters. Granted, it's still in the 2D thing, but I'd compare it to, like, a 2D beat-em-up game. And granted, it still had a full-blown dedicated story mode to it, which was still really, really cool. Not only that, but even with DLC, they continued the story. Granted, I haven't gotten to that point where I've continued the story, but, oh boy, it is super, super cool. Um, And then the last game, or the more recent game that has had a story mode to the game, is Guilty Gear Strive, coming out in 2021, which had a basically full-blown story, well, it had a full-blown movie. There was no fighting in it, it was just a full-blown story, and you watch that entire story unfold. So you pull out the popcorn and just start eating it. And up to this point, this was the latest fighting game to have a story mode. Um... But yeah, that's basically all the story modes that I could really find, aside from it just like having the label name story, but just being a regular arcade mode with just some things around it. Um, hence why I didn't really include Tekken 4 and 5. Um, but yeah, so uh, it was kind of nice to know that all these fighting games had like a really, well, 
almost all of them had a really interesting story, especially some old ones that you don't see a lot of times. Because a lot of old ones, like for Weapon Lords and um, the TMNT games, like they were like they were definitely like a product of its time, and they were very like again they were very old games, and they didn't really get to continue, especially Weapon Lords, because like any fighting game that was like made back in the day, it was either set for success or for failure because it was just being like, oh, it's gonna copy Street Fighter uh, two. Um, but again, I think that's just a story for another time, uh, for when I do talk about old, old fighting games, I think I'll explain it there. That or I'll do another special where it's just old fighting games versus new fighting games. Um, (laughs) but I'm getting ahead of myself. But anyway, uh, those were all the fighting game stories that I was able to find. So let's move right along to the end. And here we are, the end of the final, at least for this month, anniversary episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And again, I do want to apologize very much that I couldn't get one out last week. That week was super busy. I was not expecting it to be that busy. Um, But yeah, I am super sorry for you guys if you guys were looking forward to it. I did have something planned for that week, but I just... I didn't want to turn out trash with that episode because I did not think that episode was going to be uh, great. So I decided to keep it. I had to re-record, but then I could just couldn't get it out in time. So I am super sorry for you guys who were looking forward to it. I am sorry I couldn't get that episode out. Um, but yeah, I am super sorry. I will try and plan better in the future. But I also do want to say I will be taking a hiatus um, during uh, May. So uh, there will be no podcast episodes out for May because uh, I will be taking a small break from the uh, podcast for the year anniversary. So I will be taking a break during May, but I will be coming back in June. And during that and during the uh, May time, I will be script writing for that entire month just so I can have episodes already planned and already written just so I can just come in one day and just record and just get it all done. Um, but yeah, so May will be a break time for me, but it'll also be a script writing time while all the other months will basically, I'll have my scripts ready. And just so I'm not getting everything, um, finished and done within like the entire week, just so I could have some time and spread it all out. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you guys for who voted in the polls too, because we are also going to be changing the name of the podcast today. We are no longer the fighting game podcast. We are the fighting game evolution, uh, podcast, but yeah, anyway, we are now fighting game evolution. Thank you guys for the name suggestion. This will be the last episode that will be titled fighting game podcast, but during our um, next season with season four, uh, we will be now going by Fighting Game Evolution. I'm not sure what plan I will be doing for um, June or just the entirety of season four, but I am super excited because I have some small inklings on what I want to do. Uh, just get some small games out of the way instead of just jumping right into another marathon again. But um, anyway... I am super excited for season four. Uh, Thank you guys for just supporting me and just carrying me through all this. Uh, Thank you guys uh, very much for this. Uh, We are up to 72020 views on all episodes, or at least all episodes combined. We're up to 722 listens. 
uh, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you guys for supporting me, uh, for supporting the podcast in general. I just really appreciate you guys. Remember, you can follow me on Instagram under um, Fighting Game History. And uh, yep, this will be the uh, break. I will be coming back in June, hopefully. So um, during May, again, it'll just be a script writing scene. Um, and I will try and come back in June. But anyway, guys, thank you guys for listening so much. And remember, the match is in your hands.